This is Kendall Young, and you're listening to The 818. podcast for urban expats loving the 818 lifestyle. Hi, this is Kendall with Diggs and uh, really happy to have Michael Ruiz here. Michael Ruiz is a restaurateur of some serious experience and we'll get into that in a little bit. He is the proprietor of my new obsession here in Montrose Epic Taco. He's also a dad, a community member, an involved human being. And we're just really excited to get into um, some of your background and why you're here in Glendale and why you decided to do business in Glendale. So welcome to Diggs. No, thank you. Thank, thank you for you. coming. Glad to be here. So um, I did a little bit of research, not as much as I would normally like. And so you were born and raised not too far away from here, right? I was born in Downey, California in 1966. Downey. Yeah. <laughs> has Downey changed much? Um, yeah, Downey yeah. has changed quite a bit. Right. Um, you know, because I was there as a young child, I don't, I don't have a lot of memory of Downey, right. but my understanding is that it has changed quite a bit. Well, I where did you grow up then, if it wasn't really um, Downey? Well, I, I was born in Downey, but I grew up mostly in Orange County. Oh, you're an OC dude. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Garden Grove, Costa okay. Mesa. Okay. Yeah. I got it. There's a little bit of a rebel vibe to you that doesn't really read, you know, beautiful Orange County. Is that the Orange County you grew up in? or Well, the Orange County that I grew up in um, is very, very suburban and kind of boring. And, you know, yeah, some of that rebel stuff probably comes from growing up in that environment. And uh, Okay, because I and, see some, some nice art there on your skin. You know, you're not really looking like the tie-wearing dude. Yeah, definitely not. Definitely okay. not. Grew up, in, you know, kind of a skateboarder, um, surfer. Okay. Um, kind of background, you know, lots of music, rock and punk rock, and this. And we'll definitely get into that yeah. in a little bit. Yes, I've seen some of the art in your mm-hmm. shop. Okay, so um, how did you wind up in Glendale? What was your journey that brought you here? Um, well, I had moved away from California for several years. I lived in uh, San Diego, San Francisco, and Seattle, where um, I I got married. Um, we were there for nine years and loved Seattle. And really, what's great about that community is it's very progressive. Right. Um, it has a great music scene, a lots of culture and art, and just exposure to all kinds of things, in addition to having a very, very vibrant restaurant scene. Um, but it was time for us to like, start thinking about having a family, and we wanted to come back to Southern California because this is where all of our families were. Okay. So we ended up in, in Glendale just kind of uh, by accident, really. Uh, our intention was to move back to San Diego. Okay. And my wife uh, was able to transfer with her job to Los Angeles. We thought it would just be a stopover. Uh, we said we spend you know three or five years in Glendale and just see how it goes. But we've been here for fifteen years now <laughs> with no intention of leaving. It's funny how that works. Yeah. We just, we'll just hang here for a little yeah. while. So you've liked it. Yeah. Yeah. We love it here. What is it that you like about Glendale? Well. Where we live, we're kind of in the base of the foothills, and there's lots of trees. We're we're close to the city, and the access to all the cultural things that right. that we really enjoy. Right. But we don't have to be 
completely surrounded by them. So right. we, we love that. You know, we, we have a house in a very great neighborhood and the schools are great and everybody else just the, the sense of community really reminded us of Seattle. Right. So that's that's well, really you said how we got so many things about your life in Seattle that I just I'm dying to unpack. Mm. So, first of all, you said there's a lot of music up there. Mm, there is. So, were you in a band or just a fan of music? Just a fan, an enthusiast of, of music. What kind of music are you into? Just kind of all over the board, but primarily, you know, I like I like the harder music. Um, you know, I, punk rock is really is really the stuff that I you know that I I gravitate towards. But there's a lot of rock music, and at that time, moving to Seattle, of course, it was a very very hip music scene. And, and did you go to Seattle for that whole coolness of scene or? Well, we wanted something that was similar to San Francisco. Oh, San okay. Francisco also being a very progressive city, but at the time it was, you know, it was, it was becoming more and more expensive right. and just harder to live. And it's just the idea of, of starting a family in the city didn't seem that realistic. Right. Um, we wanted to go somewhere that also had a very vibrant restaurant scene, right. but wasn't completely exploited yet. Okay. So that was that was primarily the so reason. So you've always been into food. Always. Always. Yeah. Is that what brought you to Seattle, or what you were doing in Seattle then? If it wasn't yeah, music. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Did you work in a restaurant? Open a restaurant? What were you doing? Uh, I worked in uh, a few restaurants in Seattle, also in San Francisco and in San Diego, where I really got my start cooking. Um, but I've just always been around cooking. And as going back to, to California, well, I grew up with my grandparents mostly who had a restaurant in Whittier for 35 years. So I, just, I was always exposed to restaurants and I spent a lot of time in restaurants. And I, you know, it's their fault, really. <laughs> Blame it on the grands. Yeah, is that that's it? it. Yeah, the whole Chinese culture is based on blaming it on the ancestors. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. we, we so, have that too. And then you, you, there was a Mexican restaurant? It or? was a Mexican restaurant. Okay. Um, they did a little bit more broad Latino cuisine. Right. Um, my grandfather being from Mexico, my grandmother being from Cuba, there was some... Um, some stuff mixed in there. Okay, so you're plugged in a little bit into the Cuban culture? A little bit. A little bit. A little it's bit. pretty strong Cuban culture here in Glendale. Yeah. With Well, I've gotten into it. Yeah. <laughs> it's a fun family to be connected to. Yeah. Okay, great. So you were doing restaurant teen mm-hmm. up in that area, came down to Glendale because of your wife's job, and, mm-hmm. and so she worked in, what, downtown Los Angeles, that sort of thing? Yeah, she worked in, yeah. So exactly. Glendale is an easy commute in there. Why not Definitely. live in urban Los Angeles? We just didn't feel it. It just felt like a lot of concrete and, you know, it's just very busy. And we wanted, you know, we were used to having access to the city, mm-hmm. but also having, you know, a nice, peaceful break from all of that. And we, we wanted to try to, like, retain that as much as possible. Right. And we just didn't feel, you know, a lot of the other neighborhoods we looked in, it just didn't didn't feel right. Okay. Um, Glendale, right away, we knew that right. this was where it was going to be. Montrose was a big selling point for us because okay. you just you just you see the town for the first time and you know. Right. Right. It's a little bit slower here. Yeah. Which is which is exactly what we were looking which for. Which is what you're looking yeah. for. Okay. Right on. Right on. So let's talk a little bit about your really at this point kind of deep history with Montrose. 
So you've actually been involved in a number of projects here in the village area, right? That's true. I, yes. I, now, I understand that you're a classically trained chef, that you have roots in French cooking. And yeah, also kind of, true. So tell me a little bit about that, because that's kind of far from these really cool tacos that you're making that yeah. I adore, but yeah. let's get into it. Well, your... I mean, just as a creative person, I just have a lot of, of, of different things to express, a lot of different kinds of food. My background, my training is classical French. Um, in the early 90s, I did an apprenticeship in Burgundy. Um, and that's just kind of where I had already been cooking for several years. Right. But that's just kind of what my focus was at that time. And, it, you know, for most of my career has been French food and it's been fine dining. Um, and it's just, you know, what's the, the pool has always been to get to a point where it's less about fine dining. It's, uh-huh. it's, it's more about feeding more people. Mm-hmm. And just having some accessible food because of my background with my grandparents and all of that food. It's just something that's always been kind of pulling on me to do. Mm-hmm. And it's just the opportunity kind of presented itself. Now, I've been dying to ask this question yeah. since I've been doing some research and some of the interviews that you've done with past projects that you've mm-hmm. been involved with. And there's always this emphasis for you on the ingredients, um, being locally sourced, being nearby, being fresh, right. which I don't, f- and, and I'm not by any stretch of the means an expert in French food. Mm-hmm. If, if I eat it and I like it, I'm good. Right, right, right. sure. Um, but I don't, I don't really read um, an emphasis on the quality of the ingredients in French food as much as I do the emphasis that I was hearing in your, in your interviews. Can mm. you talk to me a little bit about that philosophy of the ingredients? Well, I mean, it's just, you know, this goes back to, you know, classical, traditional cooking. And before we had grocery stores and, you know, the ingredients is is the base of everything. And if you buy nice ingredients, you have a lot better chance of of having a nice final product. And that's really just like kind of the basics of it. We have such an abundance of everything here. Mm -hmm. There's no reason to buy mass-produced food. There just isn't because we have farms everywhere. We have just access to everything. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of just go back, keep it simple, buy really nice food, and in turn make really nice food. Now, are you able to source some of the stuff that you're using today from local producers in the area? Do you go to farmer's markets? How do you do that? I do go to farmer's markets, and I have a great network of, uh, of suppliers that specifically buy from certain farms that I have history with, um, you know, over the course of the last 15 years in town, you know, I've developed relationships with, you know, a lot of the suppliers and and, uh, some of the growers. Well, I think that, you know, normal people like me have a greater awareness of the quality of the of the food of the ingredients mm-hmm. that we're getting things like you know organic and non-gmo and other sure. labels that i don't necessarily understand mm-hmm. um and are these things that you're paying attention to as well yeah of course i mean i think that right now is is such a great time with food there's so much exposure people know a lot more right you know so of course we're paying attention and and you know stuff with the the you know no GMOs and um, antibiotics and stuff. That's just to me. That's just common sense. It's like you <laughs> right. know why would we put things in our bodies? You know I have a I have a, I have a young son, and you know why would we want to put extra toxins and poisons into him while he's you know in a developing stage? Right. You know so we just kind of use that philosophy just to kind of keep the food as clean as possible. Right. Right. Exactly. So let's talk about Epic. Okay. Why? Okay. First of all. 
why Epic? Why in Montrose? Well, or to, well, actually, yeah. I could probably say this. I don't know, for people listening to podcasts, they might not have tasted your food. Bummer, man! You got to go and taste the food right away. <laughs> like, drop everything and go. So, tell us what is Epic and what do you do there? Well, Epic uh, Epic Taco Shop is uh, is a small. It was, it was originally um, designed to be kind of a takeout place because it was something that we felt like in the neighborhood we just needed more options. Um, you know, with with the people that live here and just, you know, historically, we we have a lot of restaurants, a lot of places to go sit down. But we also, as a community, we, we you know, we love going to the parks. There's tons of concerts in the park. There's Descanso. There's tons of kids' activities with sports. And we just kind of felt like there needed to be more kind of quick grab food. But then also, we wanted to be able to take it a step further than fast food and just make it really nice, high quality, something that's interesting, things that you can find in kind of the, the idea of something you can find in a fine dining restaurant, but then you know an application of something you can grab and go. Well, when I think of tacos, and granted, my mom was born and raised in Tucson, Arizona, so I have a very specific idea of tacos. Mm-hmm. But I also live in Los Angeles, and I have a pretty specific idea of Los sure. Angeles tacos. Dude, your tacos are not like that. Sure. So, yeah. you know, speak. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, again, and this <clears throat> is like, you know, I, I can't stop being a restaurant chef. You know, I, I, have, I have so many ideas, and I have a group, great group of guys that, you know, we're always just kind of playing with different ingredients and combinations. And we just want to try to, like, you know, raise the bar a little bit. There are lots of options for taquerias in mm-hmm. L.A. Um, you know, a lot of them are very similar. We just wanted to do something that was just a kind of a step further, try to challenge people a little bit, just give them options. It's just about options. So he's not giving you details about how <laughs> amazing these tacos are. There's this one that's made out of sweet potato and is that caramelized onions? And, yeah, caramelized onions. And there's, yeah, like, a, and there's like a, a heat to it, a chipotle something or another. Yeah, not a traditional salsa by any stretch, but we make uh, we use chipotle peppers and peanuts and puree it. So you, you have all of the components that you would and something that was super composed as a dish. It's salty, um, it's sweet, yeah. it's a little bit hot. I'm obsessed with those. It's like my dessert. Yeah, and then and like then your pork one. and then your pork belly tacos, forget it, right? Right, yeah, for sure our most popular. And have you ever, ever I'm have you ever guys tasted a salmon poke taco? I mean, that's just like a train wreck of ideas that is delicious. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, we have fun with those. Now, are those, is that based on any particular style, or is that just all out of your head? You know, it's just, yeah, it's, maybe it's just all out of our heads, but it, yeah, it's just, we, we want to mix it up, and we want to we give a non-traditional version of tacos, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. show that, you know, the taco itself is really just a vehicle, and we can do anything we want with it. Mm-hmm. You know, the poke, for example, is a nice way to have, you know, kind of a, a sushi style. It's very fresh. We, we know that the fish is very fresh. Because you can see it and smell it and taste it, you know it's not cooked and covered with sauce. Right, <laughs> it's it's way delicious. Any other crazy ideas that you're going to be rolling out? Are you good with your menu? Where are you at in that? Um, we're in the developing phase right now. Where you know we just started fall, so we have some new stuff that we're gonna um, we're gonna unveil next week. Uh, one of which is we're gonna do something with pumpkins. Um, we're also doing a. Uh, a duck and grit taco, which grits? we which we played with last week, which was really really good. I adore. We're grits. pretty excited about it. Okay, yeah. I adore grits. Just yeah. discovered them recently as in the yeah. south. So okay, 
Very exciting. So what, what was it like opening your business in Montrose? What, what was the process? Was it difficult, easy? What was going on there? Uh, it was, it was okay. It was, uh, it was fairly easy, um, just because I have some experience in the neighborhood with opening some other places mm -hmm. for myself and for others. Mm -hmm. um, navigating through the city, of course, is always kind of a crapshoot. You don't, you don't know. It depends on who you get at the desk at, right. you know, any particular moment. But I mean, for us, it was, it was relatively easy okay yeah. it probably helped that it was a food oriented business prior to taking over that yeah space. sure the infrastructure definitely <clears throat> helped okay you didn't have to change your permit use or anything like that i didn't have to change permit use okay you I, did i did not oh you did not no. yeah yeah that made it easy i i had to change the permit use here it took me s over six months yeah yeah that's easy. not uncommon and with restaurants it's usually it, it can be a long time. Okay, but you're able to open up relatively yeah. quickly. And what's the response been to your business? Overwhelming. It's been amazing. Right? Yeah, so far it's been really great. Everybody's really receptive. Um, and I, we couldn't be happier with that. Right. I've noticed that you are very collaborative with other businesses in the area. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, definitely. Well, the, you know, part of the idea is, you know, we're part of a community and, you know, the more business that everybody else is doing, you know, benefits us. And we work a lot with Rosa Wine Shop, which is on the next block. We yeah, do a lot Jeff, of he's we awesome. do a lot of pairing um, things together, um, and just you know, just trying to you know create some more awareness, get some more people on that particular block and in the neighborhood in general, and just kind of drive some business and just the get some more people The block there on Verdugo has changed so mm -hmm. much. That two blocks from Broadway sure. down to where Ocean View and Verdugo meet. Sure. It's pretty exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting and I, I hope it continues. Was that part of why you chose that location? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. We, we could have easily opened a place up on Honolulu Avenue, but being off the beaten track a little bit is kind of, you know, what we what we're about. Uh, but you know, we want to we want to be a part of developing that area. Mm -hmm. So the interior of your, of your shop is rock punk, yeah, skulls, yeah, um, all of that, all of skateboard all stickers, skateboard yeah. Stuff. So is that more who you are personally than the fine dining French chef sort of a thing? Yeah, it's kind of you know to let everybody know that you know we're here. This is what we're into. We hope you're into that too. Right and. If you are, we think that you're really going to enjoy it. Well, you know, a lot of Montrose people feel that Glendale in general, but Montrose in particular, we're kind of square. Yeah. Um, and your shop is anything but square. It almost feels like something that uh, comes out of like Echo Park. Yeah. And yet you're finding that the residents are resonating with it. Yeah. Well, what I think is really cool about it is that, yeah, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say square, but um, <laughs> but I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, you know, traditionally it's always been it's a, it's an older neighborhood. You know, it's just it's you know a different generation maybe. Um, but what I what I've seen in the restaurant has been really amazing. Is the demographic of the neighborhood has changed so much? So much. So many younger people. So many people with little kids. And, you know, these are people that are from Echo Park and Silver Lake and the West Side. Yep. And they come over here and, you know, they're used to having things. Right. So it's cool that they, you know, they see us and they're like, okay, this is something that we're used to having. So hopefully the translation is that pe other people will come and right. open 
cooler things as I mean, well. I, I, since I've been here just two years, Montrose has changed more into that more modern um, ethic. What am I trying to say? F, not um, the way things look. The businesses that are opening, mm -hmm. I think, are appealing to the more modern generation. Sure. Not necessarily age base, but more. And that's why. That's why I talk about the urban expat. I yeah. think there's a lot of people here who are very globally minded. Yeah, no, I, I absolutely agree, and I yeah. love that. Very exciting. Yeah, it's really exciting. So, uh, how do you how do you describe or explain where you live, Glendale, to people who don't live here when you're out and about talking to friends or? Yeah, and we spend a fair amount of time trying to explain where we are. Um, I usually, because most people, I think that they they only understand where places are by the freeway. So I always say we're the two and the two <laughs> ten meet. Los Angeles. Yeah, I mean, you say Montrose, and, and a lot of people, especially on the west side, they're like, "What are you talking about?" Right. You know. Right. Um, but you know, it's North Glendale. We're sandwiched somewhere in between Glendale and Pasadena and the foothills. You know, it's it's. And how do you describe your town? How do I describe it? Yeah. Uh, Wow, I don't know. It's just you know, it's it's just a, just a great community. I don't know. It's it's really beautiful up here. We love all the trees, and we love not having concrete everywhere. Um, the schools are fantastic. Right. Um, and it's, again, the community is just really great. What do you like doing when you're not cooking? Um, I like chilling at home. Yeah. Yeah. Your home guy. Yeah. I mean, I spend a lot of my life in restaurants um it's nice to be able to cook at home and just kind of hang at home you know it's 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 really beautiful here there's no reason to mm -hmm. um besides you know my son plays a lot of sports so we spend a lot of time on the soccer field oh you're a soccer dad yeah got one of those guys that's out there cheering hopefully not beating up other dads yeah hopefully <laughs> <laughs> i like how he doesn't commit to that yeah nice <laughs> and when you do eat at places other than your own restaurant, where do you like to go? Uh, honestly, we you know we cook a lot at home. Um, you know we'll, we'll try out new places that we you know that we think sound interesting. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of times it's you know we drive to downtown. Mm -hmm. um, sometime in Pasadena, mm -hmm. we don't eat a lot in Montrose. Because if you're going to be here, you're going to probably be cooking at home. Yeah, that's that's generally a thing. We go out of town quite a bit, mm -hmm. so it's, yeah, I mean, I wish I can say, you know, we're on Honolulu eating all the time, <laughs> but that, that's, that's really not the case for right, us. Right, it's either at the restaurant or cooking at home. Right. right. Got it. So what are the best ways for people to find out more about Epic, to follow you, talk to you if they want to? How can they get in touch with you? Uh, well, the best way to, re to reach us is uh, check out our website at uh, epictacoshop.com. Excellent. And will you be telling people about your new menu offerings when they're there? We definitely will. And we will be sending out Instagrams and Facebook posts all week on what what's some your, of those items are going to be. What's your handle on Instagram? It's at uh, Epic Taco Shop. Okay, great. Any other platforms that you use on a regular basis? No, those, those are it. Okay, Instagram and the website. Yeah. Awesome. I really appreciate you coming by, Diggs. I'm completely obsessed with your food. Love oh, it. Thanks so I much. can't say that I don't spend every day on Honolulu eating because I generally do. Yeah. Well. <laughs> I'm at one restaurant yeah. or another pretty much every day. Yeah. So, all right, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you. The 818 is brought to you by Diggs. 
a residential real estate company in Montrose, California, proudly serving the areas of Glendale, La Cunada, La Crescenta, and beyond. For more information about living the 818 lifestyle, go to glendaledigs.com.